Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up-and-coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, Every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. So I feel like today's guest doesn't even need an introduction. I don't know if you scour the depths of the internet like I do, but if you do and you you know are really into the entrepreneurial world, then you are going to have heard of this person because it feels to me anyway like they are everywhere. They are totally blowing up. Every single time I jump on my podcast app, every single time I want to interview someone and I research them, this person's already got there. And every single time I go on Instagram, the wonderful colors pop out at me from from the amazing Stevie Says Social. So I am so excited about today's chat. I sat down with Stevie and really spoke about lots of different things, but particularly a lot of stuff that I wouldn't I guess, speak about these days, uh, really the ins and outs of, you know, strategy and social media marketing. And it was just a really good opportunity for a new perspective to come on the podcast, but as well as listen to someone's story who has blown up quite quickly online. So Stevie started her business uh, only like a year and a half ago, and she's already killing it. So it just goes to show that when you do put in the work and go that extra mile, that you really can create epic results. So ultimately, at the end of the day, Stevie is a social media marketing expert and self-proclaimed marketing nerd, which she says on her Instagram. But she's also an incredible human being and really, really centered in her mission and achieving her legacy. So I was so, so grateful to have this chat with her and I can't wait for you to hear it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. Again, I am so, so grateful for your time. I'm so grateful that you have stopped by to listen to this episode today. So I am joined by an incredible guest. I was literally trying to rack my brain for how I found her. I think it must have been last year sometime, and I was like obsessed. And then so the 
heavens unfolded. She reached out to me recently to do a podcast collab, which was so, so, so exciting. So today I am joined by Stevie Dillon from Stevie Says Social. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so glad we found a time to do this. I know. (laughs) I'm so excited to be on, Erin. I was really pumped when I came across you on Instagram as well. I was like, who is this girl? I feel like I need to reach out and meet her. (laughs) Yes. Just need to have all the chats. We've actually been trying to organize this podcast interview for like I think almost a month now but you know as time has it it's just one of those times of year we've both been traveling both have like lots of things on and it's just like finally we are here today sitting down and recording this episode now I'm like the build-up has just made it even more exciting. <laughs> it has to be really really good now like we just have to nail it <laughs> but it's like that whole like seduction before like if you like I don't know before you go on a date with a guy if you have to keep going back and forth with that you know it's like yeah. oh the intensity builds up and now yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> I've not had that feeling for years but like yeah I would imagine <laughs> neither have I but yeah, yeah, yeah. remember yeah. back in those dating days <laughs> yeah. um so I mean of course every podcast interview starts like this but I think it's really important for those in the audience who haven't met you yet maybe haven't listened to the podcast or don't know the work that you do can we take it back to like the very beginning like I want to hear the origin story because everything you do online is so incredible is so amazing but what the audience here really loves to hear is how did you start like where did this idea come from how did you get to where you are today if you could go through that back am I going I I mean if you want to we have time (laughs) I grew up no I I guess more so like where did the brand of Stevie birth yeah. from and how did it all come like how did you just yeah just do it sure. just go just how did go. I get social media <laughs> do you know what's so funny social media did not even exist when I was at school so it's a complete like you can always see and you can always connect the dots I reckon looking back but yeah I went through uni studying law and wow. I did law and journalism actually and thought that it was actually never something I wanted to do. So oh, you didn't I, want to do law. I didn't want to do law. Like I had applied for this scholarship when I was at school and literally like, as I was writing down, like what degree I wanted to do for the scholarship, I was like, okay, I want to do journalism. And then I was looking up the value of uni degrees, like dollar value of uni degrees and law and journalism was like a lot more expensive. And I was like, well, if I get this scholarship, it's going to be more valuable got the scholarship, ended up studying law and journalism for this stupid reason. I was like, what the hell? And then ended up like in law firms for a couple of years, went to London working in law firms and then came back and I was like, I literally have no idea how I got this far along the road doing something I hate. And I was like, but how do I get out of it? Like, what do I do? What's the next step? And When I was in London, I'd actually worked with or I'd lived with two girls that worked in an ad agency. And so, like, I'd be going off to my law job. So boring. At one stage, I was working for a town council um, processing parking fines. Fine. Yeah. (laughs) What a riveting day that was my success. (laughs) How did I get here? Um, And they were coming home and they were like, we've got a slippery slide in our office. It's amazing. We love this. And I was like, how do I get a job like that? So... Um, 
that's when I came across marketing and I was like, what is this marketing thing? And I started, I actually remember um, setting up a job alert ad thing on Seek and all the marketing jobs were coming through and I was like, this sounds so good. I'm going to do that. So I applied for a whole heap of marketing jobs and uh, didn't get them because everyone was like, you're overqualified. You're, you know, you've done law, you're a solicitor. And I'm like, but I'm not overqualified in marketing, right? Yeah. And had to like literally, I reckon I applied for about 100 jobs and wow. ended up getting an in at the Queensland Reds, which was a footy team. And so worked for them for a while, then worked for another company and they needed help with their social media. So I was like, okay, cool. I need to learn as much as I can about this social media thing. And started, and I do not know whatever prompted me to do this, but started writing these 3,000 word blog posts every weekend on a different aspect of social media. <laughs> I read that. No, I think I heard you say that somewhere and I was like, yeah. oh my God. I know. And I literally to this day do not know what prompted me to do it. My partner is like, you are like the ultimate like digi geek person. I was like, you know, what are you I doing? thought the same thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. that is commitment it wasn't I know but it's the best thing I've ever done because literally from that people were like okay cool what are your services can you help me out and I was like wow I could actually make this a business you know yeah and it kind of went from there so rather than kind of um, applying for a social media job or going and starting a business I was just putting out content and then people were coming back to me and it's literally just growing from that yeah, that's awesome. I want to talk about that a little bit though, because I know one of the big things that you do is help people, you know, sell on social, well, not necessarily sell on social media, but like grow their social media so they can grow their business and sell more, right? That's what yeah. it's all about. I, I read somewhere and you're like, this is not a hobby. I was like, ching. <laughs> I love that. Do you think, in your opinion, it's harder to have that kind of growth story these days? Um, because, you know, I think like, I, I don't think so either, just a hint. But, but I think a lot of the story that I hear from a lot of people when they hear stories like yours is that, oh, you know, putting out content and then people coming to you, it just doesn't happen these days because it's too saturated. I want to hear your opinion on yeah, those I mentors. totally don't think that because I was doing this, this was a year and a half ago. So it wasn't wow. like it was a long time ago, right? Yeah. And I just think, like, I think the difference is... There's a massive difference between doing substandard stuff and then going the extra mile. So for me, it was like, write 3,000 word blog posts. Do I recommend that everyone does that? No. But what I do recommend is like, you need to do more than what everyone else is doing. So like, if you're going to start a podcast, like I actually had something on my Instagram last night where I said, and I'd heard it somewhere else, but someone said every girl with a pulse is starting a podcast at the moment. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so true. But the thing is like, you need to do something different or be better than what everyone else is um, in, in whatever way, you, you know, suits you and your personality, but you need to find out like, what is it that can make you stand out? How can you do more than everyone else? And if you can do that, and I'm not saying it's an easy thing to do, like it's a simple thing, but it's a hard thing. It totally still works. I love that so much. And I have written three things down. As I said to you at the start, I don't plan anything for these podcasts and my, my audience know that I don't plan anything. Do you know one thing that I wrote down, I wrote down story struggles and extra mile because that yes. in my opinion as well is a huge thing for people. Yep. So what I guess for a lot of this audience is service-based online female entrepreneurs. Can you give some examples of like what going the extra mile could even look like for someone just starting out on social yep. media or with their content? 
Yeah, like there's a million different ways you can do it. Like for me, it was writing really long blog posts. You know, it might be consistently producing really killer content every day for a three month period. It might be, um, you know, finding the best people in your niche and really proactively going out and interviewing them and finding them and collaborating with that audience. Like what I find is that often people use it as an excuse. They're like, oh, it's really hard. It's oversaturated. It's not working for me, blah, blah, blah. But I'm sorry. It just means that you're not trying hard enough. And if you're like, I just remember the passion I had when I was first starting out. I was like, I don't care. I'm going to make this work. I don't care, you know, the way I go about it. And if it wasn't blog posts, I would have done something else, you know, but if you have the passion, you find a way. And I'm not saying there's like a set structure for doing it and it's X, Y, Z, but it's actually going, okay, cool. What can I do to make myself stand out? And regardless of, you know, whatever else I'm going to make it happen. Yeah. That is so powerful. Like I wish I had a bell that I could ring right now. And honestly, if anyone <laughs> is- have a wine glass, I can tink it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking wine, guys. Let's just clarify that. I drink water out of a wine glass. <laughs> so do I. I do that all the time. And then everyone's like, oh, got your wine glass again. I was like, you can clearly see it's water. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You'd leave the rest up to your imagination. <laughs> but- that is so powerful because again, what you said, I think the biggest key takeaway from what you just said, like, are you using saturation or algorithms? Maybe we can talk about that as yeah, well as totally. use for not actually putting yourself out there and going for what it is that you want. But I guess like on that topic of like, sh- like, cause that it really is, it is a fear. It is a limitation. Yep. What would you say? Cause you seem very relentless and very passionate, but I know that what comes with that for every single person is also struggles and limitations. What would you say are your like biggest, I don't know, struggles or limitations or fears that you've dealt with along your journey? I reckon the biggest thing when I was first starting out, and I think everyone has this, but I was still working in a corporate job, right? I had nothing to do and I'd never been involved in internet land, like live videos, putting yourself out there, all of that sort of stuff. And it is, especially when it's not something you've done before, hands down the scariest thing that you will ever do. And it's not because of all of the random people out there that you don't know. I reckon the hardest thing, especially in the early days, are the people that you do know and fearing what they're potentially going to think. And that's what it was for me because I had up until, you know, a certain point in my life followed this like really conventional track and I was very academic and I did all of the things. And then I was like, oh, I want to go off and start my own business and travel the world. And people kind of, or my perception of what people would think about that was that they would think badly of it. And so it was really hard to really go, okay, cool. Regardless of what people think, I'm just going to do it anyway. Yeah. Did you have like a daily practice around that? Like what were the actual steps that you... Do you know, I, I literally had nothing and it's something that has built up over time. And what I always say to people that ask me about this is you kind of just have to take one step. Like I yeah. wasn't on live video and doing all of the things on day one because, you know, I still had a full-time job and I was still, you know, I was in a completely different space to what I'm in now. And like, I look back, you know, 18 months ago and I'm like, oh my gosh, the me then is a completely different person to the me now. I mean, I'm still the same person, right? Yeah. But just in terms of the things that I've had the courage to do over the last year and a half, but the things that I'm doing now, there's no way I would have done them a year and a half ago and it was baby steps that got me there 
Yeah. I love that so much as well because uh, do you know what kind of annoys me, I guess, with like people? No, it doesn't annoy me. It hurts me when I see people struggling with this. And I, yeah, it does break my heart. But I think there is this whole all or nothing attitude and it all comes from comparisonitis, right? Totally. We look at what everybody else is doing and all the strategies that they've implemented and get that FOMO, like I need to do this today and I need to do it right or I better not do it at all. And for anyone listening, that's such a big lesson is that you will grow your confidence muscle. You will get better over time. You've just got to take it one step at a time. Oh, it's so true. And in the early days, like I... The- <laughs> There is nothing that, you know, you would never ever in a million years have ever seen me on like a live video or doing any of those sorts of things. And the first couple that I did, for example, along those lines were so bad. I bet they were. But you almost have to, you know, you know what? The very first live video I ever did, I was like, right, I work in social media, live video is a thing. I actually have to do this. So I like completely primed myself up for it. And I was like, okay, cool. I can do it. I hit live. Two seconds later, my partner came home and started like yelling about where his fishing rods were. I was like, okay, mate. And I was so put off by it that I just started with the ums and I was like, um, and, um, and I finished the live and I had a family friend. So I had a family friend and two other people that watched this damn live. And he sent me a message and said, Stevie, that was really good, but I actually counted 27 ums in your live video. <laughs> I was like, okay, that is the worst it can possibly be, so it can only get better from here. At least you did it, though, because I know a lot of people who would be like, <gasps> okay, quickly go turn it off, delete, whatever. It never happens. Yeah. So, you know I- that is actually one of my tips with anything live or anything video related. I never let myself refilm it, ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. Yeah. You have to be. Unless obviously my only exception would be like terrible audio, terrible footage for pre-recorded in terms of yeah. lighting. But other than that, it's like at the end of the day, I feel like people appreciate people appreciate human. Yeah. Like you being a bit human, you making a mistake, you saying yeah. um a couple of times, maybe not twenty-seven, but like <laughs> you know, having just a normal, like semi-rambling conversation. I feel yeah. like people appreciate that. And that's actually one thing that I want to talk to you about. And we can get into that now because I know a big part of what you do is like, and I want to, I really want to dive into the whole, like, what is it? Strategy versus tactics. Yes. But I also wanted to talk about for someone who's building a personal brand. So maybe not like a, you know, business, like a, not a bricks and mortar, but for someone building a personal brand, where does strategy end and intuition slash human rambly randomness start? Like how does someone really incorporate those two elements together? Yeah. Do you know the social media and digital marketing world of like three years ago, four years ago is completely different to what it is now. And Personal brand is 100% like it's having its glory days, right? Because pretty much everything that I would say that a business should do on social media, a personal brand would naturally do anyway. So like for a business, I would always say like lead with value, make sure that you have connection in your content, make sure that you're showing the behind the scenes, blah, blah, blah. And that's a strategy, right? Because you need to like specifically like make a plan to do it. If you are a personal brand, that is the stuff that's coming out anyway. Like that is the natural kind of progression of how you portray yourself and present yourself and all of that sort of thing. So I actually think like personal brand and for me, like I'm 
definitely um, creating a personal brand, right? But it's yeah. not something that I even knew I was doing in the early days. Like yeah. I was putting out content. I was being myself. I was doing X, Y, Z. That's not a strategy that I employed. It's just literally what I was doing to get myself out there. But yeah. I think the difference between like a person and a business is a business really has to try to do it. I think a personal brand, it's just the natural things that you do to put yourself out there. That's really cool because it's like back, I mean, I studied marketing at school and it was like too many years ago that we don't want to talk about. But <laughs> uh, I remember one of the lessons in branding was always like the way that they approach branding is how can we make this business seem as much like a human as possible? Yeah. You know, it's like that Apple versus the Macintosh and it's like Apple's this cool, innovative, like... They always guy. use it again, Yeah. And then the yeah. Macintosh is like this old man with like a brown plaid suit or something like that. And it's yeah. like, I guess that's the same thing with social media, right? It is about you I guess if you're a personal brand it's just you showing up and being you it's you being you like with a business you've got to really be specific about okay cool what's my brand personality what are the words that I want to like you know have portray my brand and it's a whole exercise that's what I mean like if you're a personal brand your biggest strength is you and like your strengths your weaknesses your quirks whatever it is some people will like it, some won't like it, but that is the hallmark of a killer brand. Yeah. If you're appealing to everyone, you're appealing to no one, right? So if you can kind of have the courage, honestly, the hardest thing is to have the courage to be yourself. Okay. And for me, like coming from like a professional law background, right? The big thing was like, I had to put on um, a face every day. So I had to be like this professional person. I never felt like I was myself. I spoke in a certain way. I dressed in a way that I would never, ever dress now. And then to go from that to like, okay, cool. You're out on your own. Just like be yourself, build a personal brand. I was like, oh, I'm just being myself, yeah. you know? And it's actually a hard thing to kind of lean into. And a lot of people, I think they like kind of feel like it should be even harder than it actually is. It's really funny because yeah. I taught a class this morning and I was like, I tripped myself up because we were talking about branding and personal branding. And I was like, well, you've just got to be you. You've just got to be like the US version of you. And I like, it's, it's always so hard, to a hard thing to do, yeah. especially like if you've like gone through school, you've done any sort of professional job, that is not what you're taught to do. Right. So yeah. when somebody's like, okay, cool. You really build a personal brand by just being yourself. You're like, who, who is that? Or like, how who do am I, I? to do that? You know, <laughs> and it's scary. Like I, oh my God, like I remember how scary it was when I was like, okay, cool. I'm not going to write, like I'm writing a university report. I'm actually yes. going to write captions and things with personality. And like, I remember like the, the day that I started doing that and the engagement completely changed and everything changed. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's something in this, you know? People actually want to talk to other people. Yes, yeah, yeah. people don't want to read university report style captions every day. Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Yeah. Um, but, okay, so one thing that I do want to talk about, because this is a concept that I really found really interesting, and I don't think people would have ever thought of this because I never thought of it when I was listening um, to a few of your episodes. But, you know, we talk about strategy in terms of, like, what it is that you do. But what in your... Can you explain to us what is the difference between strategy and tactics? Yes. So this is very much like a marketing term thing, but basically strategy is like a roadmap for where you want to go, right? So say, for example, your strategy would be 
your plan for getting you to whatever your goal is. So say your goal is I want to have worked with a thousand businesses in the next 12 months. Yeah. Your strategy would be like your roadmap for getting there. Yeah. A tactic is like one step within your strategy. So for example, one of the things that you do to get a thousand people working, you know, having worked for a thousand people, whatever, in the next yeah. 12 months is, um, okay, I need to build my audience and I'm going to start putting 30 hashtags on every post. That is a tactic. But if you're just doing a whole heap of random tactics, and this is the thing, obviously social media is my thing. Everyone just like focuses on the shiny little squirrels and the different tactics and they'll try this and they'll try this and they'll try this and they'll do all of the things. And then they're like, well, how come I'm not actually getting to where I want to go? And it's like, number one, you didn't actually like map out where you want to go. Number two, you didn't have like a roadmap for getting yourself there with all of the tactics within it. Because once you have that, you're not kind of going off with the latest, you know, thing that the latest social media person tells you. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I guess like the question that I would have on that, because listening, I know my audience and I know that you'll know this from your like own journey. It would, is it the same for someone who is a service-based entrepreneur building themselves? Like, do they still, should they still be planning out a strategy for where they want to go and then other tactics a bit more random? Nope. It's exactly the same thing. So regardless of what you're doing, whether in business, whether in life, whether personal brand, whatever, it's so important to go, okay, cool. And I like to do it in 90 day sprints. I like to go, I think it's quite a reasonable period of time. It's not like, you know, anything could happen in a year, but in 90 days you can see the finish line. So regardless of whether you're a personal brand, so say personal brand, service-based entrepreneur, you go, okay, cool. Where do I actually want to be in the next 90 days as a business, as a personal brand? And you might say, okay, cool. I want to have an audience of X, Y, Z. That's one of your strategies. I want to have this, this, whatever it is. And then you kind of go, okay, cool. So working back from that, what are the tactics or just literally in other words, what are the key actions that I need to take in order to reach that goal? And then that roadmap of tactics is your strategy. And then you get to the 90 days and you're like, okay, cool. Did I get there? Cool. Great. If I did, let's do that again. Let's do more of it. But if I didn't get there, what do I change? Yeah, I love that. And I think on the mindset side of things for a lot of people, that might be maybe where the struggle comes in because it's like when it comes to building a personal brand, then putting all of these like metrics, I think in my personal opinion, working with people like that's where people get caught up in the like, my identity and value is attached to these like numbers. Do you have any advice for those people who are maybe getting a little caught up in the like followers equals self-worth? I don't know. Like, followers do you- equals everything. Yeah. <laughs> so my big thing is that followers aren't everything, but it just depends on what it is that you want to achieve, right? Like if you're just starting out, you're at ground zero, like you're the Stevie of 18 months ago, right? And you're like, okay, cool. My goal is I want to get out of my corporate job and I want to have started a business with five new clients in the next, you know, 90 days. Yeah. That is kind of like what you work towards, right? And then it's just literally like it's it's knowing what that is and having a plan for getting there. Like we can use all these marketing terms like strategy, tactics and blah, blah, blah. And I think that overwhelms people sometimes. Yeah. But I think probably the biggest thing is like, 
people aren't clear enough on, okay, exactly like crystal clear, like what is it that I want to achieve? And then working back, what are like the steps that I need to take? And it doesn't need to be war and peace and rocket science and the, you know, it's just literally going, okay, cool. Say for example, I want to build an audience. Okay. Maybe in the early days it is building a certain number of followers, but I also want to start a business with 20 clients. I've got to make sure that they're the right followers and the people that are actually going to do business with me. So what do I do in order to get that? Maybe it's collaborating with people that have a similar audience. Maybe it's running Facebook ads to X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. I love that. Um, Something that I heard on a podcast is what, what did you say? I'm trying to remember because this is like really stood out to me and I'm trying to remember which podcast it was, but I can't remember, but it was, (laughs) Something along the lines of, because I'd love to continue on with that for people who are just starting out, like they build the strategy, they reverse engineer. But then I think, I think the missing link for a lot of people is like, okay, so I'm building my social media, like I'm building up the followers and I want to get clients, but like, what's the bridge between that? And I think the thing that I heard you say was like, you don't actually sell on social. social. Yeah. So it's like for someone just starting out, want to leave my corporate job, want to get the five clients. How do I go from like, I'm putting my Instagram out there, maybe started a podcast. Yeah. Like where does the link come for the clients? Yeah. So, and especially like I, my big kind of jam is service-based. And so, and I think it's a completely different strategy to like e-commerce and all of the things. It's much more, it's just literally getting people to build. You need to build your trust authority and expertise at the end of the day right so at the moment like if you're just like still in your corporate job no one knows about you why the hell would they choose you to work with so one reason at that point might be okay you're the cheapest and a lot of people start out with this so especially people that work in social media they'll be like okay cool I want to you know start in social media I want to do xyz There's a million other people that want to do that as well. How do I compete? Often they'll just do it on price. The power of a personal brand is that it stops you competing on price and it basically gets you to a position where people want to work with you because it's you. And that's something that happens slowly and consistently over time. So my biggest piece of advice is choose one um, content like... Um, focus. So whether it's podcasts or video or blog posts, whatever it is, just some way of adding value to people and either teach what you're learning or teach what you know consistently for a certain period of time and build up your authority and expertise. And literally that is all I did. That is all a lot of people do when they kind of are going down this route. And you'll look back in six months and go, okay, cool. This is actually working, you know, but it's just putting one step in front of the other. Yeah. I love that so much. Oh my God. Like I just had to write that down. Sorry. But it was like, teach what you're learning, teach what you know. Cause so many people get caught up in this whole, like I call it ducks in a row syndrome where it's like, I need to consume, consume, consume. And then I'll start the podcast. It's like, why can't you read that book? And then like, close the book and record a podcast like yes and that's what I did yes that's literally what I did because I was learning all of this stuff about social media and I was like oh my god like I want to tell people about what I'm learning and I think probably like the way that you stand out is you put your own spin on it yeah so you know if you learn something about social media like I remember in the early days some people love him some hate him but like Somehow I came across the Gary Vee podcast and I was like, this guy's changing my life. And obviously he's got his same messages that he delivers over and over and over again. But 
a lot of what I did in the early days was like, okay, cool, I'm going to take this. How can I apply this to, at that time I was working with service-based businesses, how can I apply that to help them with their content strategy? So I would write blog posts and things about adding value first and, you know, having content and all of that good yeah. stuff. And that is how I kind of built up my early audience base. It was just literally, okay, cool, I'm learning all of this stuff and I want to share it. Yeah, that's insane. Because again, like so many people are just like, I need to be the expert. And it's like this never ending. But like, are you the expert? Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. the like founder of the internet is going to come over to your house and be like, oh, by the way, I just saw that podcast that you did. Yeah, uh, you're now an expert. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I've got a question for you then on that. Because like, this is such golden stuff. And I think it's going to help so many people who are like just starting on their journey. Awesome. But Something that I feel like people, I don't know, you know, a lot of people talk about like, don't get caught up in the content rat race, like automate everything. And then there's other people in the camp who are like consistently shopping and add value. Like, do you think it's like daily value or like, are you in the camp of like, let's automate as much as you can so you can just go sit? Like, I don't know. Like, I'd love to hear. Yeah. So it's a hard one because a lot of the people that I deal with are really time poor small business owners that can't do what we do which is um be really kind of consistent and in the moment on social media so there's a like ideal um perfect world way of doing things and then there's the way that i recommend that small businesses do it given their time and resources so like in an ideal world and especially if you're service-based and you want to be a coach or you want to share your expertise or you have anything that you want to share that's around your knowledge 100 percent the best way to go about it because before i say that the two reasons that somebody will ever follow you or want to work with you as a service-based person is that you know your stuff and they like you as a person so it's those two things and so you're never going to get that across in the best way by batching scheduling posts being really cardboard with it. Yeah. The best way to go about it is to um, basically uh, showcase your expertise. So constantly provide value, deliver value through things like live streams on social and blogs and podcasts, all of the things, but also get people to relate to you by being on video and, you know, showcasing your personality and yeah. managing your own Instagram stories. And many, you know, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. With that said, there are obviously, yeah, as I said, a lot of people that are in a different boat and they unfortunately need to automate a certain element of it. You will never, ever, ever see the same success with your socials if you're just automating it. Yeah, I agree. You can tell, right? Massively. Something that we talk a lot about around my community is like energy and stuff as well. And, you know, if you get a text from someone and it's like, I can feel that they're like a little bit angry or something like that, even if it's like the text didn't imply that, I totally feel like when you're showing up on like a story or a live or something, like when you're in that happy in the moment state, people can feel that. And if you're like got something to sell or promote or something like that, like no matter what it is, people are just going to be like, I just want a piece of that energy, if anything. Yeah. And also like, I think being real as well, like you're not always a hundred percent high energy all over it, blah, blah, blah. And it's often like when I share something like on a podcast or whatever, where I'm actually talking about something really crappy that's happened, people really connect with that. And that's when they're like, wow, you know, like, she goes through all of that stuff as well. It's so interesting to hear this story, blah, blah, blah. Like you would never, 
get that if you're just like, okay, cool. What am I going to post from Monday to Friday? I'm going to batch it all on a Sunday afternoon. And you know, it just doesn't have that same authenticity. Yeah, I agree so much. So is there, do you reckon in your expert opinion, (laughs) is there... Is there like a strategy to find the middle ground? Like being that most of the people in this audience are service entrepreneurs, coaches, yeah. you know, all of these things. Like for someone who's maybe time poor but still wants to capture that energy. It how totally is. That? Yeah. So let's use maybe Instagram as an example because it's the one that everyone's really active on. So like a happy medium for something like Instagram would be, and I always recommend like having a notebook or something because what I'm going to say is like your Instagram posts, I think you can schedule to a certain extent, but if you sit down on a Sunday afternoon, you're like, okay, I'm going to schedule out my Instagram posts for next week. And you sit down and you're like, okay, what on earth am I going to write? You have no idea, right? End up looking for quotes on Pinterest. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it just is so, like you can tell it's so forced. And I just like look at those posts and like, oh, they had a tough week, you know? Yeah. But I think like have a notebook or like put it in the notes app of your phone or whatever. This is the way that I do it. And I constantly throughout the day will get inspiration for different things. Like, you know, in a podcast interview or I'll be going for a walk and I'll hear something someone says on a podcast or whatever it is. I'm like, oh my God, that's gold. But if I don't write it down, it's gone. So I have like a list. And then what I'll do is I'll like write a few different Instagram posts just so I've got some like in the bank for when it gets crazy busy because it's the first thing that falls off the agenda, right? But then when it comes to things like your stories, I think that's when you can kind of give people a little bit of the behind the scenes of your day, show people what's going on, show you, and it's more like in the moment. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, and I'm so like, you're preaching to the choir because like I'm exactly the same. It's like, I've got, I've got, my notes is called profound. And every time I hear something, <laughs> I love that. that's an Instagram title. And I'm yes. like, it down. I've actually had to get my phone. This is so bad, but like, I'll be in the shower and something will come up and I'm like, oh, my phone? I need to write it down. <laughs> hey, I saw someone who had ages ago, they had um like a, waterproof notepad so it was like what? A i need this yeah like you can stick it up in your shower and it's like you can write on it i don't know if it's like plastic or something like that but it's like a waterproof notepad oh it's my like God. called like shower ideas <laughs> so it's on like do you know i've actually killed an iphone before because i listened to podcasts and put this like the phone on the bench of the shower yeah and it's fallen in and i've completely ruined a thousand dollar iphone so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all this stuff for the Quest for knowledge. Yeah, really. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, definitely get the shower notes. But I would do that. Um, or one thing you just like, get a dictaphone and just have it in the bathroom. You just yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but just yeah, wait, you know, there's <laughs> always that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I totally agree. And then I think the hardest thing with stories as well for so many people is like that I hear. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What if my audience saying is like, just remembering to actually story and like training yourself yeah. to story. Like there is I'm a like time that. period. Yeah. But over time you just get better. Like anything you just, I don't know, you remember to brush your teeth in the morning. You'll get to the point where you like remember to story and stuff. 
I think it's a hard thing as well. Like I actually put something up on my stories, a poll, and I just said like, what is the reason that people don't use stories? Because I yeah. actually, like when I'm busy, like I'm going through a launch at the moment and it's crazy busy. I forget to pick my phone up. It just doesn't happen. And I was like, I'm just curious, like why, you know, do you guys struggle with it? And it was really interesting, the feedback I got. So people were like, I don't think that anyone would find me and what I'm doing interesting. Um, I work at home all day and I look like shit. Um, I, um, what was the other ones? I'm too busy. I just don't have the time to like, you know, pick up. I'm doing the work I'm supposed to be doing. And like, they're all really valid arguments, right? But I think if you treat it as, okay, cool. And especially like, I just think especially as anything service-based, we've got to create a connection with your audience. It's just as important as any of the other tasks that you do. And like, you can literally even go, okay, cool. I'm going to on every Friday and there's a girl that I follow actually on Instagram. She's in skincare. So completely different niche, but she does such a good job of structuring her days and her stories um, in a way that she remembers to do it. So every Friday morning, she has a functional Friday skincare tip. And I'm like, that's great. So you know that you need to do that. It's in your diary at 9am. You've got to do it, you know? So you just treat it like a task, like anything else. But also I feel like so many people have those fears and limitations like, oh, I don't have makeup on today or I think my life's boring. But then I reflect on what I like to watch on Instagram stories and it's usually the people who are showing up with no makeup on, like eating a banana and being like, hey, this is my, what I'm thinking. Really? Yeah. It's a mix of things. Like you don't need to be like that all the time. It's just like showing a well-rounded representation of yourself. Again, just being human. <laughs> I know. That, right? <laughs> Finish the podcast here. <laughs> so anyway, just be human. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the shortest podcast episode ever. <laughs> but I feel like it literally could be. Like that is like yeah. the podcast I listen to that's about like social media and strategy and all of these things when it comes to personal branding. It's just like, it's be you be a human and show yeah, up to audience. And like, totally. that's it. But it's, but it's the same for businesses. And I think that's why like big businesses and things are struggling on social these days because they don't have the luxury that small businesses and personal brands have where it's natural that for them to kind of showcase, you know, themselves and what's going on and showing their face. Like, I just think it's a massive strength these days where it probably wasn't a few years ago. Yeah, I love that. Um, One thing I also heard you talk about, which I would love for you to just maybe ramble on a little bit, is a lot of people, especially because, you know, you would imagine with my audience, a lot of people want to start YouTube channels, but they are small businesses. So maybe they're like a coach, a consultant, and they're so afraid of like, given up the goodies like I don't know I just yeah. them, but you know and I heard you say, I heard you say somewhere that like give like the good valuable stuff like people are still going to want to work with you and can you kind of talk about that for a little bit because yeah so many people are like oh I don't want to talk about you know what I'm going to say in my course on my YouTube channel or I don't want to like give too much advice because then no one's going to yeah. work with me so I'd love to hear your like thoughts on that so my thoughts on it are that you can never give too much away So people will come to you because you know what you're talking about and because you've helped them, right? So if you have been the person that has over-delivered, just delivered a whole heap of value for six months before they need you, and then they get to the point where they're like, okay, cool, I actually need someone to help me with my YouTube, for example. Are they going to jump on Google and contact a random person whose ad comes up? Or are they actually going to go to the person that's been delivering the value the whole way along? People always, 
always need their own personal circumstances. They need help with that. So, you know, you could deliver your entire course via, you know, podcast as free content. And to be honest, I don't think that's a bad strategy, like pulling out little bits and pieces of your course and delivering it at different times. Obviously, it's not in the system that your course kind of delivers, but it's showing the value that you provide. It's giving someone an insight into what it is that you do so that when they do actually need that help, when they do need their personal circumstances catered to and your own personalized advice, and they come to you, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel like as well that what you said before at the beginning about like going the extra mile and like being super valuable, like that's an epic strategy. And at the end of the day, most people pay for their own skin in the game. You know what I mean? Like them just paying for something, it means they step up to the plate. They've got an involvement. So it's a huge thing for them and their perspective, you know, very, very little of the time are we actually going to take full action on something we've heard for free, but now it's like, oh, okay, I've put money down. I've put skin in the game. I've got to take action. Even if you've heard it for free before, it will be of a different perspective. Yeah. And it's a difference between like teaching and coaching, right? So if you're a coach, you can teach someone the theory to the cows come home, but actually coaching someone is getting them results based on that content. And it's two completely different things. Yeah. Massively. I totally agree. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Um, I want to hear from you. What is your big vision? Yeah, interesting because, you know, until like really recently, I didn't have one. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, because so much of what's happened, I think over the last like, you know, 18 months, I've just been so stoked to kind of go, okay, cool. I'm actually going to give this a go. I'm going to have the courage to go out have my own business, see what happens. And that's kind of been my like approach to it. And so I've gone from, you know, doing a lot of service-based work to um, moving into courses to, you know, and it's kind of just built really naturally. And it was only just recently that I was like, so where is this going? You know, like what's the next step? And I was putting together a membership and I was talking to a coach of mine and he's like, so where does it sit within your product ecosystem? I was like, what? (laughs) What (laughs) And it was just the first time that I'd ever really kind of stopped and thought about it. And so it's interesting that you say that because it's the first time that it's really come about. But for me, it's more about how I want to feel. So the big thing for me starting a business is freedom. So more than anything else, I think um, money to a certain extent facilitates freedom. So I think it's an important element of it. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of things that play into that. But my big vision is that I never, ever, ever want to feel like I did when I was in corporate, where I was really stuck, both in terms of what I could portray in terms of my personality, what I was able to achieve, how much money I was able to make, um, you know, what I was able to do in terms of my time and being able to travel and being stuck in one spot. And I'm like, I just never want to have that again. So for me, like the big picture vision is freedom like just everything I do will be like tailored towards achieving that which is kind of like a wishy-washy answer but I think that's good yeah it's kind of um the only thing that really excites me one thing I read on your website as well which I found so amazing and fascinating which not enough people do in my opinion is that you've actually got a list of your values yeah how do you think values interplay with business do you think it's important for someone to know what their values are 
Yeah. And one of my values on there is actually you probably saw it, freedom. Yeah. <laughs> Massive. And one of them was going the extra mile. And yeah. But that was it. I asked the vision question actually, as a matter of fact, because I think um, you, you, one of them was legacy. Yeah. So yeah. what's the legacy you want to leave? Yeah. So basically the legacy, when I was talking about that, it's not just helping people out with social media. So that is what I do. But what do I actually achieve for people and what do I want to achieve for people? Like I want people to be able to have the tools they need, like social media, digital marketing to get the business and life they want more than anything. Because I know if you can nail that stuff, it's literally what I've done. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. And so like I work with a lot of small businesses and I can see how passionate they are about their dreams. Right. And they're like, we really want this to work. And they're so stuck and I can see where they're stuck. And so like I teach people, this is the digital marketing, this is a social media, but isn't ever about that. It's about, okay, cool. How can I actually get people to get what they want as well? That's fascinating because it's so, this is why I think values are so important because it's like your legacy and your mission, we would say here is actually your value. You want to give people freedom, yeah. but it's also what you want to achieve yourself. I think that they're all really linked up. So like, yeah. cause obviously it's a big branding term and that like works in with social media a lot. So I think about it a lot. So I think that like the vision and the mission side of things, I just kind of like to mash them together and call it your purpose. So what is like your purpose in terms of what it is that you want to contribute to, you know, like your business and your life and whatever. And so that's my purpose. And then my values are all of the things that basically drive me towards that purpose. That's how I like to think of it. I love that so much. And I think a lot of people get caught up as well thinking that their purpose has to be their niche, which no. actually it's not, right? The yeah. niche of social media, the purpose is freedom. Like I want to give people freedom, luxury to achieve their dreams, build the business of their dreams. But so many people when they're looking for their passion is like, I need to feel purpose in yeah. marketing or social media. It's like, that's a vehicle. Yes, it's exactly a hundred percent, but it's hard, right? Like this isn't stuff that comes up straight away. Like even for me, like background in marketing, I'm all over this stuff. It's actually taken me, like I remember sitting down to write a purpose statement and I was like, this is the hardest sentence I've ever had to write in my life. And it was so basic at the end. It was like, I can't even remember. I've got it written down somewhere, but it's evolved so much since then. And I think that that will always happen. Like you just got to go, okay, so what is like wishy-washy in my head, kind of what I want to achieve. And like, even if you can't get it out on paper, I think everyone has it in their heart of hearts. I know I always have, but I've just never been able to articulate it. And it was only when I was like, okay, cool. I love this marketing thing. This is like my thing. And I can see that it's actually going to help me to get to where I want to go, but then also help other people in terms of the legacy side of things. I was like, happy days. And it honestly has taken years, but you get to the point where it all sort of starts to come together. Yeah. And I feel like even now, like I've been doing this, I mean, I started like in social media for 2013, but like the coaching side of that probably, you know, going on two and a half years now. And it's like, I don't think I really 
even still have full clarity on like what it is that I want to do. It's always an ever evolving mission because again, being a human being, you continuously evolve. And so we mission. And also the things that like you're talking about at the beginning of like your business journey aren't necessarily going to be the things that you're going to want to talk about a few years down the track. Right. But I don't think your purpose changes. So like for me, it's all started out in social media and obviously I'm all over that. Like I'm in it every day. But I'm also actually really interested in other parts of online business and I'm really interested in the business side and I'm actually really moving into that side of thing. And I'm like, you know, it doesn't actually just have to be about social media forever. What's the next step? But it'll still be in line with my purpose, right? Yeah, exactly. And again, that's why personal branding is so important, right? Because people, they're not necessarily locked in on the niche or the business. They're locked in on you and where you go, they will follow. Yes. And I think there's still quite a lot of benefit in having an ideal client that's aligned though. So for me, like whether it's social media or it's business or whatever, I think having that one ideal client still in mind is important, but what you're actually teaching them can change. Exactly. Because yeah. they're people as well and people yeah, evolve. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Well, we are going to record an episode on your podcast as well. So I won't take up any more time. I mean, I could talk about this stuff for like hours on end, but let us know what is going on for you at the moment. This episode's going to go live like pretty much tomorrow. So what's going on right <laughs> now? Where can people nice. find you? What can so they join like me? So do you literally record your podcast? Do you batch? I've just gotten really bad with batching. I did for a couple of weeks, but then it's like, I've gotten really picky with my guests. Mm. Like I really only want to speak to people who I feel like I'm going to have a good conversation with. And I know that's really bad, but no, I'm like, great. But then I'm like, so now I'm kind of like with the podcast. I mean, for the YouTube, it's like the consistency is there. And now I'm kind of like, I just want to talk to people who are really cool. So we just like record them and put them up now. Do it when you can. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I set a goal that I wanted to have like all my podcasts batched until December, but anyway, <laughs> like completely completely nowhere near it we'll see how it goes You'll get but it. anyway um, <laughs> there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> so what's going on with me is that with the social media side of things I've got a social media boot camp running at that. the moment which it's is awesome. very exciting so it's actually in full swing at the moment um there's about 3,000 people in there which is what? cool what is the social media boot camp so it's basically for anyone that just wants to lift their social media game going back to the strategy and tactics things, but actually kind of getting out of, I call it the social media vortex. We just like posting, spinning around and around in circles and literally not getting anywhere and how to actually have a strategy, which has four elements. And we go through the elements in the boot camp. but um, yeah, for lifting your social media game. So if anyone wants to join it, stevie says social.com forward slash bootcamp. We'll leave the link as well in the description or the show notes or whatever it's called over here in podcast land. I don't even know, (laughs) but thank you so much. This was honestly such a good chat. I know it was just because the biggest thing for me is like, obviously I want to share your story as well, but I just think there were so many practical like truth bombs and nuggets in there that people are going to really be able to take away for their own journeys. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And then for anyone who's listening and got to the end, we are recording an episode on Stevie's podcast as well. So that'll be out one day, whenever it is. We're going to go do that now soon. (laughs) A couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. So just um, make sure you go check in and subscribe to the podcast so you can hear that one as well. Thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you soon. Thank you 
so much for joining me today. I honestly really do appreciate your time. I know some of these episodes can be quite long, but the fact that you've taken time out of your day to better yourself is just a shower of how successful you are capable of being because you are investing in you. So I know I am so, so inspired after each and every single one of these Game Changer chats. I hope you're feeling the exact same way. If you'd like to connect with myself or the guest more, then please do reach out to us on Instagram and I hope you have an awesome day. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.